It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, the Carolina Panthers don't have any leverage. They need to stop this foolishness and give Brian Burns his money. We'll talk about it right now here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays throughout the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. And we are... A little behind schedule um, with me losing my voice on Sunday, then Monday being Labor Day. So you guys are getting these episodes out to you really the night of when typically it's the morning of that day. So here on Tuesday at night, you're going to get the show on Tuesday night. So Wednesday mailbag, you guys still have plenty of time to send me in questions throughout Wednesday morning. Those will be answered on Wednesday night. Then you should be, I'll probably get Thursday's show as I'll be recorded on Wednesday afternoon. You'll probably get that Thursday morning. Same thing with Friday. So we'll be back to what should be the normal schedule by the middle part of the week. But again, what you don't want heading into week one is to not have a voice, which is the situation here with your boy. Uh, this episode, by the way, is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL for a water bottle of any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you something else that you don't want is for your star player to be staging a hold-in entering week one of the regular season. And that's what's happening here in Carolina as Brian Burns was absent last Thursday from the practice field, but was, this is important, was present within the building for team meetings. Then on Monday, on Labor Day, Brian Burns was also absent for the first walkthrough of week one, heading into the Sunday matchup with the Atlanta Falcons, a key divisional game to start out the season with Frank Reich as their new head coach, and of course, Bryce Young as their new rookie quarterback. Brian Burns was not out there, but again, what was key is that he was present in the building on Monday for team meetings, just not out there on the practice field. Tuesday, off day, so no one was in the building there for the Carolina Panthers. At least the players weren't. The coaches probably were, but the players weren't in the building. So it began last Thursday, but it all really came to a head on Monday where we realized, oh, okay, so this personal issue, putting that in quotes for the folks not watching on YouTube, this personal issue with Brian Burns uh, looked like it's contract related. It's not just something that's, you know, oh, hey, maybe something happened to his family. No. It's contract related, and this is a tactic, a tactic that we've seen uh, play out uh, many times in the NFL. There's been holdouts, but when you hold out, you get fined. Now, Nick Bosa out in San Francisco, he's doing something similar. 
he's not holding in, he's holding out, but the 49ers have the option if you ha- are on your rookie deal where they can waive those fines. And currently the Niners are waiving those fines as they try to come to terms with one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. And that is related. As we talked about very raspily and briefly yesterday on the show, Bosa's situation is absolutely related to Brian Burns' situation, as these are the two premier marquee pass rushers that are due to get paid heading into this year. But for whatever reason, the 49ers and the Panthers, respectively, have not gone out and handed their star edge rushers the money that they so rightfully deserve and the money that they so rightfully want. And I just sit here and I'm just wondering and asking the Panthers, what are we doing here, guys? Seriously, like, what are we doing? Why are we wasting time with this? And when I, why am I reading a week ago from Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated's Monday Morning Quarterback that there really haven't been discussions? The only time we really heard anything about this, it's been quiet the whole time. We've heard Frank Wright talk about how Brian's been such a leader and been such a professional about this. Same thing from Scott Fitterer, that those guys don't think any differently of Brian. They've just loved and respect how he's been out there and all that. The only time we've ever heard a report about there being an offer on the table is back, I believe, in either May or June, when Darren Gann at Panthers.com put that out there that, hey, yeah, there's an offer on the table. But clearly, whatever that offer, and typically the first offer is not going to be good enough. You got It's negotiating you don't take the first offer you gotta at least go back and forth and figure out what they're willing to actually give you because what they're willing to give you and this is a valuable lesson in life for the younger folks out there really for anyone out there when you're going to a job search employers they're awful they don't want to pay you what you deserve what you deserve and they also don't want to give you what they have and they know they can give you so never accept the first offer always ask for more Because, like I told y'all, your employer that you have right now does not care about you, just like the NFL does not care about you. But maybe you like your job, which would be great. But understand that if they have a chance to cut ties with you and save some money, they will do that. And that's exactly how this thing works in the NFL. The only problem is, in the NFL, your body gets ripped apart doing this whole thing. I know it's all cynical, but that is the God's honest truth about the business of football. And Brian Burns... And all these players out there, as I've stated so many times, need to get theirs while they can. So I am always going to be on the side of the millionaires than the side of the billionaires, especially when the billionaire can't even pay for his own upgrades to the stadium. He can't even pay for his own practice facility over in Rock Hill, or he can't even get the right head coach the first time around. I am not on the side of the billionaire Yenzer. I'm on the side of the future millionaire football player who actually goes out there and makes plays on Sunday and who actually is going to bring you joy if he makes those plays out on Sunday. So that's the side I'm on. And I'll never understand how people could ever be on the side of the billionaire owners who don't want to give the players anything. They don't want to give them guaranteed contracts. They don't want to give them certain things in the CBA. Like that's absurd. So, and you look at the running back market and how that's played out. That's the billionaires. And I am someone who also says running backs, I'm not paying them more than federal minimum wage. But I have said there's exceptions like a McCaffrey. You pay those guys. Like Dalvin Cook at his prime, you pay him. But some of these other dudes, like, like Foreman, no. But still, the billionaires, they're the reason. So, I am on the side of Brian Burns getting what he wants. But I sit here and I ask the Panthers, what are we doing, guys? Because they have no leverage. None. Whatsoever. What are they going to do this year if they don't have Brian Burns on that defense? What are they going to do? Seriously, here's why they have no leverage. And I've been over this before. We're going to do it again. 
because I'm going to just drill it home so everyone understands. Last year, when Matt Rule was rightfully told to get the hell out of town, there was all this conversation of fire sale in Carolina. They got rid of McCaffrey, which made sense. They got to Robbie Anderson, which made sense. He did nothing for them for two years. And then there was talk of, oh, hey, maybe there's guys like DJ Moore, maybe Derek Brown, maybe Brian Burns. The Rams were hoping that it would be Brian Burns. So they gave up, but they were willing to give up. With a team that has like no draft picks was willing to give up a first two, two first round picks and another mid-round pick for Brian Burns' services. And the Panthers said no. So once that happened, the Panthers already showed the value of Brian Burns to them and had already seen the value to the rest of the NFL when the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs at the time, were willing to pay that much of a premium for a player who plays a premium position and is younger. They had already lost Von Miller. Leonard Floyd was entering the last year of his deal. They want to go out there, get a young guy who was ascending as a pass rusher. That's what they offered Brian Burns. Panthers said no. They had no leverage then. Then let's go back to last March on the 10th when the Panthers decided to move up to get the number one overall pick with the Bears and draft Bryce Young. On that day, they could have given up Derek Brown. They could have given up Brian Burns. But instead, they realized, okay, it'd be easier for us to get a wide receiver down the road than it would be to get another interior defensive lineman who can be able to stop the run and wreak havoc. It would be a lot easier to get a wide receiver than it would be able to replace Brian Burns, who we already said no to when the team asked us for two first-round picks, or what is willing to give us two first-round picks, and a nether mid-round pick. They had no leverage then. They had even less leverage. And they definitely had no leverage when Scott Fitterer came out and literally said verbatim, Burns will be here. They have no leverage. And when you look at the current situation of the roster, Marquise Haynes is on IR. Marquise Haynes is also a replacement-level player in the NFL. Justin Houston, at 33 years old, had nine and a half sacks. I'm doubting he's going to do that again at age 34, but he's a leader, a solid player, and someone that needed to sign. But I don't think he's going to come close to double-digit sacks this season. They need Brian Burns. And if you look at the rest, you, do you really believe in DJ Johnson? Who's going to be ter- 25 next month? You think as a rookie he's going to give you something? Amari Barno, Ito Matos, who has shown absolutely nothing, hasn't produced Jack in the NFL. Are you relying on those guys? No, you can't. They need Burns on Sunday. On next Monday and the rest of the year on Sunday, maybe Saturday, whenever they're going to play that game, they need Brian Burns out there. He's their best player. They have no leverage. I ask again, what the hell are we doing here, y'all? Give him his money. This is foolish. Burns isn't being foolish. The team's being foolish because they have no leverage, just like the Browns last year with Baker Mayfield. And this is a whole different situation because this guy is a premium player at a premium position who the Carolina Panthers need if they want to accomplish anything this year and the years to come. You need Brian Brian Burns in this. Give him his money. So I had someone tweet at me yesterday saying how Brian Burns wasn't a, didn't deserve to be paid as a top five defensive end. I was a little confused because I never said that he should have been, but uh, we had a little back and forth, and this man told me that he was going to stand firm until it happens that Burns shouldn't get paid that high. 
Okay, so I ask you, the listener and him, what does Brian Burns deserve? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. It's a simple fact. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better and they are cheaper. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so that you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses an anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and while it may be september it's still 90 y'all here in north carolina bird dogs are functional for any occasion golf date evening out the pool workout lounging work you name it you can wear your bird dogs so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl or enter promo code locked on nfl at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off i promise you is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So there I was just, you know, enjoying my Labor Day Monday, drinking a bunch of tea, trying to get my voice back, which has sort of worked. It's a lot better than it was yesterday, even though it's getting probably progressively worse throughout this show as I'm the one-man band talking about these Panthers with y'all. But I appreciate you hanging in there with me. I had a friend text me on Tuesday saying, like, you sound like, you know, four-letter word. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm working on it, buddy. Uh, but, hey, go Gamecocks, right, Grant? <laughs> Nine sacks, 16 tackles for a loss. Will never not be hilarious. Um, but as I was saying, I was just enjoying my Monday. Uh, trying to not labor, even though I labored on Bleach Report and here. And had someone, you know, tweet at me saying, because I just put up the show link on Twitter. <laughs> and I had someone just tweet at me like, Brian Burr shouldn't be playing as a top five edge rusher in the NFL. And I was like, okay, well, um, that's not how this thing works, man. <laughs> Just because he shouldn't be doesn't mean he won't be. Like, should Kirk Cousins be paid like a top five quarterback? Uh, probably not, but at some point in time, he was. Should Matthew Stafford be paid like a top five quarterback? Uh, no, but at some point in time, he was. Because the way contracts work in the NFL is oftentimes, y'all, another lesson here for you <clears throat> is whoever's up to market that time is going to get more than who was up to market last time. That's just how it goes. And the more the salary cap goes up, the more money these guys get. So that's really oftentimes how it works. But I can understand um, maybe the uh, hesitance from people out there. I don't even know why, considering you're not the team. You don't have to pay them. Uh, but I can understand maybe the Panthers' hesitance to potentially give Brian Burns that big of a deal. From my understanding of everything I've read, it looks like Nick Bosa wants around Aaron Donald money. Aaron Donald's getting over $31 million a year. He is absolutely worth every penny. And I think Nick Bosa is worth every penny as well. And there's even some talk that he wants to be paid almost like a quarterback in 35 mil. I don't know if Brian Burns is actually saying he wants 30, 35 million dollars. But if I'm Brian Burns, as I've said, I'd like to see what Nick Bosa gets. 
and then look at the pantry and be like, okay, I think we can, uh, I think we can do, we can do better there, y'all. So, what does Brian Burns deserve? Shaq Thompson, one of the Panthers' captains, was very vocal on Monday, saying everybody here knows, everybody outside of here knows, everybody in the stands knows, everybody above us knows what he deserves and what he should be getting paid. They know what to do to make it right before week one. Now, I would say, Shaq, it's not true that everybody knows because there's going to be differing opinions, as I just brought up here on the show, of what people think Brian Burns deserves. So, again, I ask, what does Brian Burns deserve? According to reports by Joe Person, of the athletic, the Carolina Panthers are seemingly more comfortable with a deal that pays Burns about twenty-three million a year, similar to what Raiders defensive end Max Crosby received when they extended him back in March of twenty twenty-two. You look over at SpotTrack, the spot for contracts. Brian Burns' market value is twenty-three point nine million average annual value, so right around the reported number the Panthers would feel comfortable agreeing to. Four years, $95.87 million would be an example of a contract that you could potentially expect if they do agree upon that. Now, comparing that to comparable players, at least what SpotTrack believes are comparable players, you have Max Crosby, who we just talked about, four years, $94 million, $23.5 million average annual value. He signed that when he was 24 years old. Bradley Chubb. Five years, $110 million, $22 million average annual value. He signed that when he was 26, last in November. And TJ Watt, four years, $112 million, $28 million average annual value. Signed that when he was 26. And he signed that on Thursday, heading into week one, by the way, which is important because that could be what happens here with Brian Burns. Now, let's compare the numbers for these guys career-wise before they signed their deal. Brian Burns currently, through 64 games, has 38 sacks, 43 tackles for loss, is a two-time Pro Bowler. Max Crosby, before he signed his deal, had played in 49 games, 25 sacks, 43 tackles for loss, second-team All-Pro one time, and a one-time Pro Bowler. Bradley Chubb, through 49 games as well, had 26 sacks, 33 tackles for loss, one-time Pro Bowler before getting paid. TJ Watt, 62 games, so similar to Brian Burns, 49 and a half sacks, 59 tackles for loss, two-time first-team All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, an elite-level player in his first four years in the NFL playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if I look at these, I don't think Burns is comparable to Watt, but I do think he's a little bit better than Crosby and Chubb. And has produced more, but he's also played more games. So if you just want to look at Burns's First 49 games, then you could have an argument that he should be paid exactly the same as those guys as Burns had 25 and a half sacks, 26 tackles for loss, and was a one-time Pro Bowler. Compare that to Crosby again in 49 games at 25 sacks. Compare that to Bradley Chubb, 26 sacks. So pretty similar resumes there when you look at their first 49 games. But the problem is the Panthers didn't sign Brian Burns after his third season in the NFL. They would be signing him after his fourth season in the NFL. So the price of the brick has gone up, y'all, now that he's a two-time Pro Bowler and he just had a career-high 12 and a half sacks. And let's look at the stats the year prior to these guys signing deals. Burns, 17 games, 12 and a half sacks. Chubb, seven games, zero sacks. But if you want to be fair to him, he was injured. And before Miami traded for him and extended him last year, in eight games in Denver, he had five and a half sacks. And then two days of being a Dolphin, they gave him the deal he currently is playing on. Max Crosby, 17 games, eight sacks. TJ Watt, 15 games, 15 sacks. 
So for me, looking out for the production of Burns and how he has only gotten better, or it was nine sacks, nine sacks, 12 and a half, especially when there's no one else out there that was a reliable edge rusher for the Panthers last year, he should be getting closer than Watt, then he should be getting closer to Chubb and, and Crosby, who so far in his career, he's outplayed those guys. So the Panthers could have paid him last year, and I would have been like, all right, fine. He gets $24 million, he gets $23 million. But now, I'm looking at $25, $26, $27 million. And I think that's what Brian Burns, probably reasonably so, is also looking at. Maybe he actually wants 30 But I think the reasonable number is between $25, $27 million for Brian Burns. If you want to look at the top edge rushers by average annual value, the number one edge rusher as far as that is TJ Watt at $28 million. Joey Bose is at 27, Miles Garrett's at 25, Khalil Max at 23.5, Max Crosby is at 23.5, Bradley Chubb's at 22 million. He should get more than Chubb, should get more than Crosby. I know it sounds crazy to get more than Khalil Mack, but Burns is 25. And I know this guy also told me on Twitter that, oh, well, you don't pay players for what they're going to do, you're paying them pay from what they did. Um, what? If you think a guy's an elite edge rusher, wouldn't you want to pay him like he's going to be an elite edge rusher? Like, yes, you got to pay him off of production, but you also, at this age, entering his prime, you're probably paying him what you expect he's going to play at. Go back to last year when the Jacksonville Jaguars just got absolutely crushed for giving um, Christian Kirk that big deal. He had never had a 1,000-yard receiving season. What happened? Had a big year with Trevor Lawrence last year. They went to the playoffs, won a game. They paid him for what they thought he was going to do, and he delivered. The Panthers should be thinking the same thing, but they've already gotten quality production in two Pro Bowls out of Brian Burns. So I don't really see how that's an argument at all that you wouldn't pay guys for what they're going to do when they're entering into their prime, when they've already shown you what they can do and what they're going to be. So absolutely you're paying players what you think they're going to be. Because you don't think a guy's going to be any good and you're just paying him for what he's done in the past. Like if that was the case, you pay him for what they've done, then uh, it should be Justin Houston who should be getting a $25 million deal. Not Brian Burns, but that would be silly because Justin Houston's 34. So what you said doesn't make any sense. Also, we, we look at the numbers from spot track as far as top edge rushers by practical guarantee. Bosa can get up to $102 million actually guaranteed. He's not going to get the full deal. Miles Garrett, $100 million. Khalil Mack, $90 million. TJ Watt, $80 million. Bradley Chubb, 53. Max Crosby, 53. Harold Landry, 52. Von Miller, 54. But everybody's a little different. Okay? So when I'm looking at the comparable guys, Chubb, Crosby, and Watt, again, Burns should be getting more than 53 practically practical guaranteed. He should be up there in a 60, 65, close to $70 million. That would make more sense. So when I'm just looking at this and comparing him to what he's done and at this point in his career, because again, the Raiders, and they had to get a deal done quicker, but the Raiders got a deal done quicker for Max Crosby because he's a fourth-round pick. The Dolphins decided to go out there and get a deal done with Chubb quickly because they traded for him. So they, at the point in time in their career, they had to go ahead and give those guys that money. But for Burns, the Panthers have allowed this to drag into this point of the season when they could have got this done last offseason. It would have been less. But yeah, no cap situation, all that. The Panthers decided to wait now. And because they waited an extra year, Burns broke out again, had another Pro Bowl season, and the money went up. Between $25, $27 million, I don't think that's crazy at all for Brian Burns. We're looking at average annual value. And between $60, $70 million when it comes to practical guarantee, I don't think that's crazy at all. Yeah, you might not think Brian Burns should be paid like a top five edge rusher. Well, the reality is he's going to be probably paid like a top five edge rusher 
pretty dag- daggone soon. So you, get, you just have to ma- wrap your mind around that and get over it. Whether you think he deserves it or not, I think he deserves every single penny considering he's the best player on a team that has done absolutely nothing since he's been in the NFL, and it's sure as hell ain't his fault. So if Brian Burns doesn't get paid, will he actually sit out Sunday? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I heard some of y'all who have Spectrum are having a little bit of an issue watching games. So you definitely want to go ahead and sign it up because they don't have you. NFL Sunday ticket, uh, not on any other platform. So do that. It's a great deal. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be you can be on everything from you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com/slash/locked-on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Seriously, you don't want to miss it. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How likely is it that Brian Burns doesn't play on Sunday? It would be a, I don't know if I want to be a hyperbolic here, because I don't know if it'd be a nightmare scenario for the Carolina Panthers, but certainly would be less than ideal. As I said at the top of the show, that's not what you want. <laughs> this is not what you're looking for if you're a Panthers fan or if you're Frank Reich, or of course, if you're the organization at large, you don't want Brian Burns to be hanging out in Charlotte on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. You want Brian Burns to be in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in front of 40,000 Falcons fans because Falcons fans don't go to games. So how likely is it that that is something that happens? Shaq Thompson, who is on the side of Brian Burns, obviously, and wants all this to be taken care of. He said, I need to see my brother in pads by Wednesday. I need to see my brother on that field. I don't know if your brother's going to be on pa- in pads on Wednesday based off of the current state of affairs. I would love for that to happen, but as I'm recording this, it is Tuesday, September 5th at 6.17 p.m., and I have not seen any news, so maybe it will happen, but right now, I don't know if it's going to happen. And, like, Burns doesn't have to practice like, they'll play him. I hope he's working out in his spare time is so he doesn't pull a, mus- a muscle. Don't need that. Uh, that would actually be a bad situation because that would mean maybe IR. And the Panthers already have an uh, edge rusher on IR, and they cannot have another one. Um, but let's see. Shaq Thompson also say we know he's going to be out there at the end of the day. He knows he's going to be out there at the end of the day. And everybody upstairs better know he's going to be out there by Wednesday. He's a big factor. In this defense, he's the one it really starts with. Him and Derrick Brown, they'll make it right. And right there is uh, an endorsement for Derrick Brown to get his money and for the Panthers not to do this next year uh, because they've already came out and given him his fifth-year option. And they understand the importance of Derrick Brown. They also understand the importance of Brian Burns. I don't know if he'll be out there on Wednesday, y'all. 
Maybe you're listening to this after he's been out there on Wednesday. I don't know. Um, but I have a hard time like seeing Brian Burns. And all these guys are competitors. So I don't think it's really fair to be like, oh, I can't see this guy. He's such a competitor not being out there. Like, everybody wants to be out there. But as Frank Reich said, you know, it's a business. And, you know, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Daryl, you said that. I'm paraphrasing. Something along those lines. That's kind of what he said. And Frank would understand. And a lot of guys on the staff would as well because a lot of them played in the NFL and made good money. Maybe not good money, but they but they played in the NFL, so they they relate to what's going on with these players a little bit more probably than ownership and the front office. Where I know Scott's been doing this a long time. Samir Suleiman's doing a great job uh, handling these kind of contracts for the Panthers and all that. Um, but like Tepper's still very new to this, so I don't know if they necessarily understand the way that Frank Reich understands and why Frank Reich said like I'm not going to feel any differently about Brian Burns. Like, I'm not having negotiations with him. I'm here to coach the team. And let's also take note of that. Write that down. Frank Reich is making it very clear who handles personnel here in Carolina. Scott Fitterer. That's not him. So he's definitely keeping Fitterer at arm's length. Not saying that they're not simpatico, that they're not aligned. But little things there, just remember that when we have those kind of conversations. Because he's like, okay, hey, I'm on the player's side. I, I said what I want. They're the ones handling it. Hope it gets done. I'm not worrying about it. Even though, yes, obviously it's a concern as a head coach of this football team if my best player's not out there on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. Because, like, that's not what you want. <laughs> so, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I want Burns to do whatever it takes to get his money. But also, he's going to have to forfeit some money. About $890,000. Oh, my. God, because he's getting $16 million this year for the uh, fifth-year option. Oh, my Lord. I mean, almost $900,000 of forfeit to get paid, you know, potentially 60, 70 mil guaranteed. Like, you don't, you're not getting it back. And that's the thing about it. Like, you don't get this money back. And that's why he's been smart because if you hold out, he's still in his rookie deal. So the Panthers could have chosen had he held out to um, waive the fine. I don't know if they would have done that. I think it's in their best interest to do that and to not piss the player off because it's never great with, for your relationship, especially you want to have a long-term marriage if you do that because then the player's going to be like, ah, hmm, I'm good. I would rather go elsewhere. And I, you know, you've already got trade offers before. And by the way, you gave up a war chest to get Bryce Young. So, you know, maybe you got to take it if that would have been the situation. Not saying that's where it's going. And I hope it's not going there. Let me go ahead and knock on some wood. I ain't manifesting that. I'm just saying. Okay. So I, I have a hard time seeing them. Um, Burns, who's been, you know, smart with his money so far by not holding out, not getting fined. Have a hard time seeing him forfeiting almost $900,000 and not playing on Sunday. And also, like, it's hard. Again, I know they're all competitors. It's still just it's so hard to not see him play, just to not be out there on Sunday afternoon in a divisional game, knowing the importance of it. And that's why this needs to get done. Because they, the Panthers don't have time for this to carry over into next week. He needs some play on Sunday and then they potentially happen next Monday. Like they got the they got the Falcons and Saints, man. Two important games to start the season. And every game's important, but of course divisional games, you can't you can't have not have them out there. So yeah, I think Burns will be out there. Um but I don't know if he's gonna practice until he sees his money. And if he goes out there and has a big day, then I mean I might be like, I ain't playing guys. <laughs> I just balled out. I just had two sacks Bunch of TFLs. Y'all need to just give me my money. Like, we'll stop playing. So, the Panthers need to stop playing. Give this man his money. They have no leverage. 
what he wants is probably well, I don't know what he wants, but if he wants between 25, 27 average annual value as far as million goes, I think that's fair. You should have paid him last year. You didn't. He had another great year. You didn't trade him when you had an opportunity multiple times. You said that Burns is going to be here. Well, as I've said, again, you guys have no leverage in this foolishness and just go ahead and give Brian Burns his damn money. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow on Wednesday afternoon, I will be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. still have plenty of time to ask me those questions. So I ask you, send me in some questions at Julian Council. So either DM me or at me. You can even hit me up on Instagram, but don't, don't ask to follow because the answer will be no. Um, but either way, that's on Instagram. Follow on Twitter, though. Um, but at me, DM me, get it in. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I will talk to y'all on a Wednesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.